You know, one of the things you're going to have if you're a high draft pick in the NFL and it's not a good team that traded up for you, likely a bad offensive line. C.J. Stroud is running for his life right now. This Texans offensive line is not good, even though it's not all starters out there. Yeah, yeah, not a great, great start uh, for the Texans tonight. But, you know, it's early. It's early, and it's preseason game number one. A lot of pressure for a young quarterback. This is true. A really true. Do you think he's going to be running for his life all season? Yes. There's a good chance. Yes, there's a very good chance. This this is this is going to be tough on him. But he's got some poise. He's got his moments. I mean, he's 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 Big finding kid. holes and trying to do what he can to try to just push the ball up the field. Yeah, I, I love kid. what I'm seeing as far as like, you know, first half under and whatnot. But. This oh, this is very true. <laughs> I'm loving loving the first half under right now. Yeah. So, all right, Dan Karpik is the Managing editor at betql.com and of course uh, Daily Boost podcast. The man is fantastic when it comes to NBA props, I'll tell you that. But we're not here to talk NBA props with you, my friend. We're here to talk about the BetQL NFL betting guide, which of course is out now only with a premium BetQL subscription. Uh, give us just kind of the the overarching of what people can find with this before we sort of get into our preview for the NFL regular season. Oh, absolutely. Hey, hey, pleasure to be with the three of you tonight. Uh, this is like the best, best, second best day of the year, other than the NBA preseason starting, of course. Yes. Um, but with this with this guide, uh, it's 84 pages long, first of all. So the editorial team and I really dug in, found a lot of cool angles that you won't find anywhere else. So for every single team, we have... Uh, addition, subtraction. So, you know, teams that are players that came in, players that left. Uh, we have draft picks. Uh, so to, to kind of give that quick summary, then we did a simulation of every single game this season 10,000 times. And I have to say, looking at this Texans game right now, uh, we have eight <laughs> wins projected for the Texans. I might have to go back to the predictive analytics team and uh, ask them to rerun some of those simulations after uh, this, these opening couple drives here. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, ha we have um, original features for every single team in here. It's packed with data and analysis. And if you're someone who likes to get off, get, get out really to a nice – early start here and look at week two week three odds even and place some some of those bets uh we actually have a simulation projection for every single game on every single team schedule uh so we go really really in depth and all you got to do to get it is sign up for a premium betql subscription and you'll get it emailed right to you i saw dan that you uh like us love Atlanta like what is your I guess general overview on what their upside is and, and what you think they're doing much better this year than you know last year that might have been a disappointment yeah so we're giving them nine wins uh with a 51 percent chance uh to make the playoffs so just above, I mean, we have the Saints at nine wins also with a 54% chance to make the playoffs, so right over them. Um, but you got to look at this division um, as well. Like, this is one of these wide open divisions here. Obviously, you add a playmaker in the draft. Um, you have Cordero, Cordero Patterson coming out today saying, hey, I'll play tight end if you want me to. I'll play wherever <laughs> wherever you want me to on the field. You have to think Kyle Pitts, is this going to finally be a season where fantasy owners will like Kyle Pitts? You have to think he has all the upside in the world. Drake London on the outside is another guy that we have projected pretty high as that number one wideout. There's a lot of weapons on this team. Yes, there's some uncertainty at the quarterback position. However, they are in this really solid division here with 
the Saints um, obviously projected for the same, but obviously the Panthers starting a rookie quarterback, the Buccaneers with who knows what they're doing with Trask or with Mayfield, um, they're in a pretty solid division to make some noise, and, and we like them improving off of last year. Dan, is there a team that you know a lot of people are high on that maybe you or the model's not as high on that maybe you think will have a disappointing season here? Yeah, so I think the craziest projection, uh, the most surprising one here, is that we have the Patriots finishing better than the Dolphins and the Jets in the AFC East, which is kind of surprising. We have all of these teams kind of finishing around each other, but we have the Bills at 10 wins, the Patriots at 9, and then the Dolphins at 8.5 and, and the Jets at 7.5. So I know that, obviously, the hard knocks effect, um, the Aaron Rodgers effect in New York is real. Um, but we only have them at a 20% chance to make the playoffs. We think they're going to have a really hard time with that offensive line the way it is because, you know, without a solid offensive line, nothing else really matters on the offensive end. Um, and we're giving them just a 9% chance to win the division. So that's really surprising just given so many, uh, you know, all the talk right now, all the hype around the Jets. Um, we The model's not buying it. You know, I'm looking at it right now, Dan. First off, whoever put this together, it's beautiful. The just the graphics, it's clean. Like sometimes, you know, sometimes it's the simple things in life. You just look at how it looks, you're just like, it's just so visually appealing. But help me out with this, because the NFC as a whole as a conference is really not visually appealing. We spend many, many segments on this show trying to figure out what the hell it's gonna look like, especially after maybe the top three, maybe top four teams if you're in on kind of the Lions in that situation there. What do you have in terms of what the simulations were telling you in the way that the NFC is gonna look come playoff time? Yeah, so we we obviously love the 49ers. Um, So the 49ers, we have uh, 11 wins projected. That's actually tied for the most wins we have projected with the Cowboys. So a little bit, yeah, of a, maybe have a little bit of a surprise there. Not like to Ryan. Ryan is, on the but Ryan is so high on the Cowboys, it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he's right with the model then because uh, we have the Cowboys and the 49ers both at 11 wins here. We have uh, the 49ers with an 86% chance to make the playoffs. That's the highest percentage in the NFC. Um, we are seeing that regression, are uh, projecting that a little, slight regression for the Eagles, uh, ten and a half wins, um, and uh, those two teams, though the Cowboys and the 49ers, are really standing up top um, as the clear standouts. Other teams to to pay attention to, um, we have the Seahawks with a 67 percent chance to make the playoffs, um, but it's really the Cowboys and the, and the 49ers leading the way. That's interesting. I'm curious uh, to get your take a little bit more on San Francisco because obviously the models would love a team that's loaded everywhere, pretty much on every position. I'm seeing some whispers, some rumors at the water cooler uh, that our man that we all love, Brock Purdy, has looked really, really bad in camp. Obviously coming off of Tommy John surgery. Um, I know, no. I know, but is there no. is there any chance that if Brock Purdy continues this rust or there's regression for him that you think Sam Darnold might get a shot? I was, I, I thought you were going to say they might just bring back Philip Rivers. They were talking about it last year, but uh, he just had like his fifteenth kid. Uh, yeah, <laughs> might have to. <laughs> yeah, he's he's too busy right now. Um, but I, I think it's interesting if you saw. 
on the depth chart, they had uh, Darnold and Trey Lance both listed as co-number two. So I think that last year, if anything, proved that if one of these guys gets off to a slow start, whoever is the week one starter is, or whoever they decide in, in these in uh, the preseason, it, it within this system, you could still have success. You just need an able-bodied person to be able to throw the football, which is what they didn't have in that NFC championship, which was too bad to see. Um, but I think that they're in a fantastic spot. I think as someone who owns a lot of uh, Sam Darnold rookie cards as one, you know, that's looking like a very bad investment right now for me. Um, but uh, I, I'm kind of rooting for him. You think he, he is a guy with rushing upside. He obviously has some, some solid arm strength. I think he could fit in pretty well um, to this offense, but I, I mean the, the Blake Purdy effect, as we saw, he doesn't really do anything like, off the board or anything insane he just manages the game and that's all they need whoever is under center to do so I don't think if anything quarterback matters for a lot of teams but for that team for whatever reason just the system that they're in under Kyle Shanahan it doesn't really matter too much which is really really interesting and I think a testament to how well they're built all around the field otherwise when it comes to season-long props is there anybody that the market I'm sorry that the model's really high on uh coming into the season for example, went under on Brian Robinson's rushing yards today, Nick. 820. He went under. Way too many. Yeah, uh. we'll talk. I think he's a two-down back. We could talk about that All later right. on, though. Anybody, uh, Dan, that maybe like caught you off guard you didn't expect to see? Yeah, someone who really popped out, which is crazy. And I'm going to rerun some simulations. I'll get back to you on on Mr. Brian Robinson there. I think you're on, yeah. <laughs> on the right track as far as the, the simulations are concerned. But Miles Sanders... Um, really, really popped in, in our model. Ooh. And um, he is actually projected for five less rushing yards than Nick Chubb for the lead in the entire NFL. So uh, as we talked about, Bryce Young, obviously, he's going to be the guy in Carolina, but they're going to hand the ball off a lot. And the, the rumors are that th he could be a third down back, one of these bell cows that isn't really seen too many places right now. And we have him projected really, really high up. You could get him, I think, 25 to 1 or 30 to 1 at BetMGM to lead the league in rushing. So that's really something that popped out in our simulations. Talking to Dan Carpick, BetMGM tonight. The BetQL NFL betting guide is out. you got to be a premium BetQL subscriber, though, if you want to take a look at it. Uh, I, I see that my commanders are predicted to get six wins, which will make Ryan happy. He decided to start fading them left and right, which, you know what, I don't blame him at this point. We, we're, not ready to have nice, we're not ready to have nice things yet in Washington, though I've actually come up with a new theory. I think Ron Rivera actually called out Eric Bieniemy because he just wants to show everybody that he can't be the head coach that'll take his job and he's trying to protect himself. That's a topic for another day. Uh, Terry McLaurin. The model seems to like to way over that 950 and a half uh, receiving yards on the season. So I guess it's not really concerned about the quarterback question since he's had that his entire career in D.C.? <laughs> That's exactly the element that that the model uh, doesn't really care about who's at quarterback because he's just had so many guys, unfortunately for him, throwing him the football. Can you imagine what he could have done with some stability there? Um, but yeah, 950 and a half is just far too 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 little for a guy of his caliber. Um, we're projecting him to rack up 62 catches for almost 1,100 yards, just two yards short of that 1,100-yard mark. So this is obviously when we look at futures, what we want to see, where we want to see that big disparity in terms of our projections versus the actual line. So uh, that seems like a fantastic bet, no matter who's starting at quarterback. 
You know, a lot of people, Dan, last year were very high on the Las Vegas Raiders. A lot of people came on this show, gave out Raiders to win the division. Uh, and, you know, it was a giant, gigantic flop for them. I laughed. Um, it, it looks like the model is sort of buying the Raiders again. Can you explain why that might be? Yeah, let me look at our projection here. Looks like they're projected the to go eight and nine. Eight and nine. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, they. Uh, I I don't know how much I would agree with that one. Um, I think that uh, you know it, when looking at this offense, um, looking at the the change at quarterback, we have Jimmy Garoppolo obviously now in there. Um, a lot of times last season, uh, what hurt. You know, Derek Carr was his inability to to really, uh, you know, find someone other than uh, other than um, uh, who am I who am I thinking of here? Darren Waller. I'm complete. Who? I'm sorry. Darren Waller. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so there's going to be. Um, I think Hunter Renfro this year could be someone that really steps up. I know that he's been really outspoken about wanting to pay off that massive contract that he signed. I think he's making either 12 or $16 million uh, this season um, and really you know, eager to do something in this offense here. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Josh Jacobs, um, it, whether he holds out entering the season. I don't really know. Um, you know, I think this is probably just a product of where other teams fall, you know, other than what they actually uh, did to improve in the offseason, honestly. All right, Dan, we got about 60 seconds before we let you go. Not the model, but you got to give us a Super Bowl pick, a way too early Super Bowl pick. Who do you like this year? <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens yes! are my picks. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson has said, I have Lamar Jackson as MVP as well. I think that he's gone out there and said he wants to throw for 6,000 yards. I don't think he's going to do that, but I think this is going to be the first time where we see him able to throw the ball down the field to able receivers. You have Odell Beckham Jr., you have Bateman. If they stay healthy, this is going to be a lot of fun to watch with Mark Andrews, uh, that electric running game. And I think people forget when Lamar Jackson is healthy, this guy is almost unstoppable as a runner and as a passer. So I absolutely love them. I think uh, they're going to make a run, and I think that you can get the best possible price on them right now. He and everybody else has been begging the Ravens to get him some receivers, and now he's got it. So there's no excuses anymore for the Ravens. And you know what? I'm right there with you. He stays healthy. Love that team. We've seen how good they are when Lamar Jackson is, I don't know, actually under center the entire time. Dan Carpook, BetQL.com, Daily Boost Podcast. Don't worry. Soon enough, we'll have some Dwayne Dedman three-point props for you. <laughs> we'll get there when we get closer to the NBA season. Good talking to you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Sounds Dan. good. Thanks, all. The hype around the Ravens and Lamar Jackson is real, um, and it's not unwarranted at all. No, man, like, I'm all in on the Ravens this year. But, again, mm -hmm. like, Lamar just has to stay healthy. You can say that about every team in the league, obviously, every quarterback yeah. in the league. But for Lamar, the last three years, that's been the issue. They've been one of the best, if not the best team in the AFC every year before he's gotten injured. So now he's got weapons and a play caller. Yeah. It's fair to say, though, he has to stay healthy because that is – like, there's an injury history there. Some guys don't have that. He does. So it's, it's, not, it's a caveat that's very fair to say. Are the Rays done? Is the AL East the Orioles to lose? That's next. It's BetMGM Tonight.